I am love, a book of compassion by Susan Verde. When I see someone going through a storm of hurt and unfairness, of anger and sadness, when the sun disappears and the skies grow dark, and I see there is fear, I ask myself, what can I do to help let the light back in? I put my hands on my heart and I listen. And that is where I find the answer. I have compassion. I act with tenderness. I am love. I can listen and not say a word. I can be there. Love is being present. I can hug and hold and say, everything will be all right. Love is comfort. I can speak softly and choose my words and actions carefully. Love is gentle. I can give thanks for all I have and am able to share. Love is gratitude. I can keep my mind and body safe and healthy. Love is taking care of me. I can express what's important to me. Love is creative. I can know that no one is perfect. Love is understanding. I can do my best to make things better when something is wrong. Love is effort. I can celebrate those I've loved before. Love is remembering. I can find goodness in a kind word, a helping hand, or a shared smile. Love is tiny gestures. I can breathe in the air that the whole world shares and know all creatures are made from the very same stardust. Love is connection. When the clouds roll in for others and for me, I know now there is something I can do. I can let my heart lead the way. I am love. You are love. We are love. And with love, we will weather the storm and light up the sky. Together. The end. Now here is a heart meditation that you can practice. So go ahead and find a comfortable seat and place your hands on your heart. And if you feel safe and comfortable closing your eyes, you can close your eyes or just look down in front of you and begin to breathe slowly in through your nose directing your breath to your heart and imagine with each breath that you are lighting up your heart with a warm bright light notice how your heart feels As you continue to breathe, 
Bring to mind a moment when you felt completely loved and safe. It could be a time shared with mom or dad or grandma or granddad. Maybe time spent with a pet, a teacher, a friend. Or maybe it's a kind gesture or word that made you feel loved and safe. Just a moment. Think of that moment. And as you think of that moment, notice how your heart feels. And allow that feeling to travel through your whole body. Holding on to that feeling, breathe in and think, I am love. Breathe out and think, I give love. And imagine the warmth and light in your heart connecting you to others in the world. Breathe in, I am love. Breathe out, I give love. Do this for a few rounds of breath. Noticing how it feels in your body to be love and give love. And when you're ready, slowly opening your eyes and just noticing how you feel. The more we do these practices, the easier it becomes to connect with our hearts and to find love, even when the clouds roll in. Be well. What does it mean to be present by Rana Diorio? What does it mean to be present? Does it mean showing up in class? Mm -mm, nope. Does it mean sharing something at show and tell? No. Does it mean wrapping yourself up like a present? No, that's not what it means either. Being present means listening carefully when other people are speaking. Noticing when someone needs help and taking the time to give them the help they need. Focusing on what's happening now instead of thinking about what's next. Appreciating what you have, even if what someone else has seems better. Being present means waiting patiently for your turn, treating each new experience as an opportunity, and understanding that making mistakes is how we learn and grow. Being grateful for your family and friends and telling them so. Being present means savoring each bite of your delicious food. 
and cuddling with your puppy and enjoying how soft and wriggly he feels. Being present means relishing the warmth of the sun and the sound of the rain. Being present means feeling the sand between your toes, watching the rolling waves, smelling the briny seaweed, listening to the cawing seagulls, and tasting the ocean's salty spray. Being present is allowing the rhythm of your breath in and out, in and out, to make you feel peaceful. Being present is closing your eyes and being still enough to hear your inner voice. Being present means living in the moment. It means realizing that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. So, tell your friends what it means to be present and spread the word. When we're all present, life can be much richer, fuller, and happier. The end. Here is a calming present practice that you can do whenever you're feeling tense or frustrated, just to help calm you down. So if you have a teddy bear or a favorite stuffed toy, you want to go ahead and get that now. Or if not, you can just simply put your hand on your lower belly and you're lying on your back. And if you have a stuffed toy, go ahead and place that stuffed toy right on top of your tummy. So again, you're lying on your back and you either have a stuffed toy like a teddy bear laying on your tummy or one of your hands resting on your tummy. I want you to take a deep breath in and then breathe out nice and slow. And one more deep breath in and exhale, breathing out nice and slowly. Now just relax and let your breathing be natural. And just watch as your teddy bear or stuffed toy kind of rises with your in-breath and falls with your out-breath. And just watch it for a few, few moments, rising and falling, rising and falling. And you can notice the same with your hand on your belly. Just feel your hand rising and falling, breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in, rising, breathing out, falling. Let's see if you can do this for just a few more moments or until you're feeling calm and at peace. I Am Enough by Grace Byers Like the sun, I'm here to shine. Like the voice, I'm here to sing. Like the bird, I'm here to fly 
and soar high over everything. Like the trees, I am here to grow, like the mountains, here to stand. Like time, I am here to be, and to be everything I can. Like the champ, I am here to fight, like the heart, I am here to love. Like a ladder, here to climb, and like the air, to rise above. Like the wind, I'm here to push. Like a rope, I'm here to pull. Like the rain, I'm here to pour and drip and fall until I'm full. Like the moon, I'm here to dream. Like the student, here to learn. Like the water, here to swell. Like the fire, here to burn. Like the winner, I'm here to win. And if I don't, get up again. I know that I may sometimes cry, but even then, I'm here to try. I'm not meant to be like you. You're not meant to be like me. Sometimes we will get along, and sometimes we will disagree. I know that we don't look the same, or skin, or eyes, or hair, or frame. But that does not dictate our worth. We both have places here on earth. And in the end, we are right here to live a life of love, not fear. To help each other when it's tough. To say together, I am enough. The end. I Love My Hair by Natasha Anastasia Tarpley. Every night before I go to bed, Mama combs my hair. I sit between her knees, resting my elbows on her thighs like pillows. Mama is always gentle. She rubs coconut oil along my scalp and slowly pulls the comb through my hair. But sometimes it still hurts. When Mama gets to especially tangled places, I try my hardest not to cry sucking in my breath and pressing my hands together until they're red. <laughs> ah. But a few tears manage to squeeze out. Mama, stop! I cry when I can't stand the comb tugging at my hair any longer. Mama puts the comb down and rubs my hurting places. Then she leans in close to me like she has a big secret to tell. Do you know why you're so lucky? to have this head of hair, Kiana? She asks. I shake my head no. Because it's beautiful and you can wear it in any style you choose. I can spin your hair into fine, soft yarn, just like our grandmothers did at their spinning wheels, and weave it into a puffy little bun. Or I can part your hair into straight lines and plant rows of braids along your scalp the way we plant seeds in our garden, then wait and watch for them to grow. In the morning, before we walk to the store, Mama adds colorful beads to the ends of my braids. The beads click to the rhythm of my walk, helping me remember what we're going to buy. Tap, tap, clicky, clack, milk, bread, peanut, butter. Folks on the street look at me and smile as I dance along to the tap, tap, clicky-clacky music my hair makes just for me. 
Some days I just let my hair be free, to do what it wants, to go any which way it pleases. Then my hair surrounds my head like a globe. This is my Afro style. Once, when I wore it, the kids at school teased me. My head felt heavy, and I let it hang down low. But my teacher made me feel better. She said that when she was growing up, folks counted their hair as a blessing. Wearing an afro was a way for them to stand up for what they believed, to let the world know that they were proud of who they were and where they came from. I love my hair because it is thick as a forest, soft as cotton candy, and curly as a vine winding upward, reaching the sky and climbing toward outer space. Today I'm wearing it in my favorite style of all, two ponytails that stick out on either side of my head and flap in the air like a pair of wings. One of these days I just might take off and fly. Beautiful. The end. We March by Shane W. Evans On August 28, 1963, a remarkable event took place. More than 250,000 people gathered in America's capital to participate in the March on Washington for jobs and freedom. The march began at the Washington Monument and ended with a rally at the Lincoln Memorial where Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his historic I Have a Dream speech, advocating racial harmony. Many words have been written about that day. And so in this story, we, we march by Shane Evans. He uses a simple yet compelling illustration to illustrate the thrill of the day for any young reader. So let's begin. The morning is quiet. You see people walking, all dressed. The sun rises. These are two parents waking their little children. And we prepare. Dad gets the shoes on for the little boy. Mom puts the jacket on the little girl. As they prepare to march. We pray for strength. So the day begins with prayer. We work together. We make signs. We put the words on the signs. And we come from all over to march. Not just from one neighborhood, not just from one state, but from all over to march. We follow our leaders carrying our signs. Signs say equal work, equal pay, justice for all. We are marching for freedom now. We walk together, everyone holding hands. We sing to keep our spirits up. We are hot and tired, but we are filled with hope. We lean on each other as we march to justice, to freedom, to 
to our dreams. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. The end. Sulwe by Lupita Nyong'o. Sulwe was born the color of midnight. She looked nothing like her family, not even a little, not even at all. Mama was the color of dawn, Baba the color of dusk, and Mish, her sister, the color of high noon. Hardly anyone at school liked Sulwe either. People gave her sister Mish pet names like Sunshine and Ray and Beauty. People gave Sulwe names like Blackie and Darkie and Night. Sulwe felt hurt every time, so she hid away while her sister made lots of friends. Sulwe dreamed of being the same color as her sister. She wanted real friends too. So she got the biggest eraser she could find and tried to rub off a layer or two of her darkness. That hurt. She crept into Mama's room and helped herself to make up. Oh no, she would hear about this from Mama. Sulwe decided to work from the inside out and ate only the lightest, brightest foods. With a stomachache, she went to bed and turned to God for a miracle. Dear Lord, why do I look like midnight when my mother looks like dawn? Please make me as fair as the parents I'm from. I want to be beautiful, not just to pretend. I want to have daylight. I want to have friends. If you hear me, my lord, and would like to comply, may I wake up just as bright as the sun in the sky. Amen. When Mama came in to wake her for school the next morning, Sulwe rose to find not a trace of daylight in her midnight skin. Sulwe told Mama everything. Mama asked, What is your name? Sulwe, she muttered. And what does it mean? Star, Sulwe whispered. Brightness is not in your skin, my love. Brightness is just who you are. As for beauty, Mama said, rubbing Sulwe's stomach the way she always did to comfort her, you are beautiful. <sighs> Sulwe sighed. Well, you are beautiful to me, but you can't rely on what you look like to make you feel beautiful, my sweet. Real beauty comes from your mind and your heart. It begins with how you see yourself, not how others see you. Now, up you get and out you go. How could she, as dark as she was, have brightness in her? How could she have beauty when no one but her mother seemed to see it? How could she be a star? That night, a shooting star appeared at Sulwe's window. The night sent me, the star said. Come with me. Sulwe hopped onto the star and off they went. Long ago, at the beginning of time, said the star, there was night and day, and they were sisters. They loved each other very much, but people didn't treat the sisters the same. 
people gave Day pet names like lovely and nice and pretty. People gave Night names like scary and bad and ugly. She felt hurt every time. Well, Night got fed up and walked right off the earth. Day stayed behind and enjoyed making everybody happy in the sun. But then Day grew too long. Day began to really miss her sister. So did everybody else. There had to be a way to get her back. Day set off to find Night. And she did. I miss you, said Day. I miss you too, said Night. But you don't know what it's like to be treated badly for being dark. You're right, I don't, Day replied. But what I do know is what we is that we need you just the way you are. Come and see. Night returned, and the people rejoiced. We need the darkest night to get the deepest rest. We need you so that we can grow and dream and keep our secrets to ourselves. The stars chimed in. Brightness isn't just for daylight. Light comes in all colors, and some light can only be seen in the dark. While day had a golden glow, with night, everything had a silver sheen, elegant and fine. Day told her sister, When you are darkest is when you are most beautiful. It's when you are most you. Could it be that night did not need to change, not even a little? Not even at all? Now that night and day were back together, a little bit of night returned to day in the form of shadows, and a little bit of day returned to night in the form of moonlight. They were inseparable from that moment on, and promised to celebrate the brightness in each other, whether people chose to see it or not. You see, the star explained, we need them both, on their sunniest day and their darkest night and every shade in between. Together, they make the world we know light and dark, strong and beautiful. So Ray rose the next morning beaming. There would be no hiding anymore. She belonged out in the world, dark and beautiful, bright and strong. And if she ever needed a reminder of her brightness, she could look up at the sky on the darkest night to see for herself. Solwe felt beautiful inside and out. The end. This book was so beautifully illustrated as well. Definitely one to keep. The Three Little Yogis and the Wolf Who Lost His Breath This is a fairy tale to help you feel better and it is written by Susan Faraday. Once upon a time there was a wolf who lost his huff and his puff. As you might imagine, this was a problem for the wolf. A big, bad problem. You see, sometimes the wolf felt angry, which happens to everyone from time to time. There were many reasons he felt that way. Sometimes he felt angry when he had to share, when he was having trouble doing something difficult, when he was worried, or when he was hungry, and sometimes he wasn't sure why he was angry. 
What he did know was that when he was angry, the only thing that seemed to make him feel better was huffing and puffing and blowing things down. He blew down fences and houses and anything that got in his way, causing trouble wherever he went. But the wolf never actually felt much better after huffing and puffing. In fact, when he saw how frightened the rest of the town looked after he blew something down, he felt even worse. But he just didn't know what else to do. One morning, when the wolf wanted to blow off some steam, he came upon a little yogi doing sun salutations by her straw hut, stretching her arms to the sky to greet the new day. The wolf saw how peaceful the little yogi looked, but he didn't feel peaceful at all. His heart and mind were racing, and his body felt hot and uncomfortable. Oh, how he wanted to huff and puff and blow down the little yogi's hut into a big pile of straw. So the wolf opened his mouth wide and tried to blow. He tried on big things and small things, on heavy things and light things, but nothing happened. Instead, all that came out was a wheeze and a cough. The little yogi heard the wolf wheezing and ran over to help him. She didn't appear to be afraid of him at all. Wolf, take a slow, deep breath, the yogi said. I, I, I can't, said the breathless wolf. I lost my huff and puff. Let's meditate on that, the yogi said. Maybe you need to practice some belly breathing. Close your eyes and place your paws on your belly. Now breathe in through your snout and feel your belly and your paws rise. Now breathe out and feel your belly and your paws lower. Let's keep going, nice and slow. Breathe in and breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. As the wolf felt his belly rise and fall, his breath became slower and deeper. But just when he started to feel calmer, he remembered his lost huff and puff, and he started to feel angry again. He jumped up and tried to blow down the yogi's straw hut. No luck. To the wolf's surprise, the little yogi didn't run away. Instead, she said, I have an idea. She took the wolf by the paw. Soon they came upon the wooden house of a second little yogi, who was in the middle of his afternoon yoga flow. They watched him giggle and wiggle his tail in the air as he stretched in downward dog, and then lengthened his body into a powerful plank as straight as the wooden beams in his house. While the first little yogi explained the situation, the wolf could feel himself getting frustrated and tense again. His paws curled, his body stiffened, he opened his mouth wide and he tried to blow down the second yogi's wooden house, but again he only wheezed and coughed.
I lost my huff and puff, he said. Let's meditate on that, said the second yogi. Sit down in butterfly pose. He showed the wolf how to bend his knees and place the soles of his paws together. Maybe you need to practice some cooling breath. Close your eyes and open your mouth. Stick out your tongue and slowly inhale. Feel the cool air enter your mouth and your body. Now close your mouth and breathe out through your snout. Keep going, nice and slow. The wolf started to cool down in his body and his mind. But just when he started to feel calmer, he remembered his lost huff and puff and he started to feel angry again. He jumped up and tried to blow down the yogi's wooden house. No luck. Again, to the wolf's surprise, instead of running away, the second yogi said, I know where we should go. The two little yogis took the wolf paws in hooves and walked with him under the setting sun. Soon they came upon a yoga studio adorned with colorful bricks. Inside, a third little yogi was in half-moon pose. They came outside and noticed the exhausted wolf. What's wrong? they asked. The wolf was startled. No one had ever actually asked him that question before. I want to blow everything down, but I have lost my huff and puff, the wolf answered breathlessly. Why do you want to blow everything down? the third yogi asked. Again, the wolf was surprised. That was a new question, too. Well, because when I'm angry, I think and a huff and puff will make me feel better. Does it really make you feel better? Well, only for a moment. I blow everything away, but then everyone runs away from me, too. I don't like that others are frightened of me, but without my huff and puff, I don't know what else I can do. Hmm. Let's meditate on that, the third little yogi said. Maybe you just need to practice some supported breathing. Sit down with your back pressed up against mine. Close your eyes and notice the air moving in your back. Can you feel it filling up my back too? Now breathe in and out through your snout. Try to match the pace of my breathing. Beneath the shimmering moonlight, the wolf and the yogis practiced breathing together, back to back, nice and slow. Soon the wolf began to inhale and exhale more deeply. Then something new happened. The wolf felt different. He didn't feel tense or frustrated. He felt peaceful. Under the sparkle of stars, the three little yogis showed the wolf even more ways to relax and breathe. Until at last, they all settled down for Savasana. From then on, when the wolf felt angry or sad or scared or worried, 
which happens to everyone from time to time, he knew just what to do. I may have lost my huff and puff, the wolf said, but I have found my breath. The End In this season, we already learned how to do belly breathing, so I'd like to introduce you to another kind of breathing that you can do when you just need to calm down and be present for a moment. This one is called the bumblebee breath. So with your eyes closed and your hands covering your ears, breathe in slowly through your nose. And as you blow out, make a humming or buzzing noise. You will feel vibrations in your lips and head, which are very calming. So cover those ears. Breathe in slowly through your nose. And then as you blow out, make a humming or buzzing noise, feeling the vibrations in your lips and head, and hopefully giving you a calming feeling. So repeat this for as many times as you need until you feel calm and peaceful. Another type of breath you can use when you need to calm down is called the whale breath. So for this one, you take a whale-sized, slow, deep breath in through your nose and hold it for a count of five and then blow all the air out through your mouth. So I'll lead you through two rounds and then you can do it on your own pace, in your own time. So take a deep breath in and hold two, three, four, five, and then blow out through your mouth. And big giant size deep breath in, hold two, three, four, five, and then whoosh, blow it all out through your mouth. Now go ahead and do a few rounds on your own until you begin to feel nice and calm and ready to move on. <laughs> 